0: Recorded live. Well, um, we're a little earlier than normal, but then another edition of the Red and Black podcast with Rory. How you doing, Rory? Oh, just lovely. Doing it early because uh, we both got the day off. Scary things. <laughs> I was actually sleeping still. What'd you say? I was actually still sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, it's early for you, you and your ridiculous schedule. Of course, I had to be up early to help. I had to be up early to take my wife to work and everything, and uh, so I feel like I'm ready for a nap. (laughs) (sighs) So... Today, we're doing our way too early projected rosters. I know it's way too early because the draft hasn't even happened yet. So, we're going to do a little series until we reach the draft and we're just going to throw it all out as soon as the draft is. We don't know nothing when the draft happens. Because that's a a good way to do things do something and then completely ignore it. Pretty much. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, Let's start with the AFC North. Let's start with the Steelers. Let's project um, their offense at the moment. Of course, we have Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell. Um, You got Antonio Brown, Marcus Wheaton, Sammy Coates, because you have the suspension with (laughs) Martínez Bryant. Yes, uh, so re-signing Darius Hayward-Bay, oddly enough, is going to be important for them as well. Oh, God. A scary thought, but yes, it is. Gamecoach, so Coates is reliable during the playoff run. The problem is they basically have three guys who are really fast going down the field with questionable hands, and um, then they have one guy who does everything else and has really good hands, so they have a huge drop off there at the wider receiver position. Although they have a lot of names, and basically they got four because Barry Sanders is not really a tight end, more of that two big wide receivers. You know. Um, yeah, but the problem is the, the team receivers team. all have stone hands outside of Antonio Brown. Okay. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a bunch of uh, – oh, who was the boxer back in the 80s, stone Hands. No Moss, no Moss, uh, against uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. But, yeah, no, um, I'll remember later, you know, like three hours from now. Uh, but, yeah, they got a bunch of stone Hand receivers outside of Brown. Uh, the big addition for them, though, is at tight end, they got Ladarius Green with uh, Heath Miller retiring. Jesse <laughs> Green? Yeah. I guess we'll say it's a big addition with Darius Green. I mean, I'm not real sure you can call Darius Green a big addition in general, but for them, it's significant enough. They don't really dip into free agency. Uh, moving on, what makes this offensive line Ignell and in tatters. <clears throat> well, they got a couple decent pieces with Pouncy and DeCastro. That's solid inside. Um, they did re sign Ramon Foster, so their interior three is going to stay the same. Marcus Gilbert's still on the roster. The question is going to be left tackle. Alejandro Nueva played all right, um, but we nobody knows what's going on with Calvin Beacham right now. He's coming off, I believe, an Achilles. They're not, gonna, they're not keeping him at you know. What's that? Yeah. It was an ACL player, and they've informed him that they, think, looked up. I didn't understand what you said. But he had a torn HDL.
1: A oh, torn and, ACL, okay,
0: that's what it was, yeah. And they've informed him that he was plan to look elsewhere for left tackle. Okay, so they're gonna go somewhere else, so he's gonna be looking somewhere else. Um i have to vote in the way the alright, but I have a weird feeling like if um a Conklin was there at left tackle, they would really like him. He would kind of fit what they would look for at a left tackle, I would think. Um, otherwise, that's about it. All, yeah, it's the only real position on the offensive line that has any flux to it is going to be left tackle. And on to D. Let's start the defense. with the position. Who are your projected targets? I don't think you're going to have any changes. You know, it's going to be the, the same three Hayward, McClendon, to it, that pretty much ended the, um, End of the year last year. It's a good group. McClendon kind of an unsung hero there at the um, nose tackle, but he does it well enough. Uh, Stephon it, I think is could be the next really good pure thirty four defensive end. Um, and I say pure thirty four defensive end because there are teams that utilize that that style, but that's specifically all he does, and he's very good at it. Um, so I, I don't think, defensively, I don't really think we're going to see many changes at all until you get to the well, back end. McClendon, well, McClendon's a free agent. Oh, is he? I thought McClendon... Oh, okay. But I missed that one. But the, well, we would assume they would resign McClendon, but... Well, because they don't... I mean, they have the colors, but, I mean, not, he's not much of anything. Um... I mean the draft has got several nose tackles in it, so yeah, I guess you could see some flux there It's probably the deep been since two thousand and ten for nose tackles mm mm-hmm. mhm, yeah, I could see that. I mean there are some guys who played nose tackle in college, that I'm not sure if they should be nose tackles in the n f l um I think you could have the discussion there, uh like the guy from the guy from Baylor's, one of them. Um, you know he's a six. Well, he's only like three ten. You know he's he looks like he's kind of built like a nose tackle, but you know when you kind of look at him going into the NFL, you're like, well, he could be kind of a oversized three technique. Maybe play more of the one he's technique the or some of the shade stuff. Yeah, Billings. You know he could do. I I you. But I look at him and I'm like, to me, he's a little undersized to be like a pure thirty four nose you know, where he was at. So I'm not real sure if I want him to be... I would, like, you know, in some respects, probably prefer him to maybe play, like, a, a one technique and a 4-3, as opposed to a straight-up nose tackle on a 34. So you get Cameron Hayward. Um, Basically, as you are studying nose tackle at the moment is Daniel McCullers. And Yeah, you know, who is who? kind of bleh. <laughs> I mean, we don't really know a whole lot about McCullers. And Stephen Twick, he's your right defensive end. You've got Bud Dupree Backing him up is Arthur Motes. Ryan Jazier. Sean Spencer is his backup. Ugh. Lawrence Timmons. Vince Williams. And Jarvis Jones. James Harrison's backing him up. And then backing him up is Ch- Chiquilo Anthony. Yep. And, uh,. There's, yeah, so, like, there's not really a whole lot of changes in the linebacking group. That's going to stay the same. Uh, and then, is awful. William Gay, they're back to Brandon Boykins, a free agent. Mm-hmm. Then, plus they, Bubbles, they have a lot of problems at corner. A lot of problems. Jordan Grant, Montel Garmer, and you're probably like, who? <laughs> I mean, it's a whole bunch of nonsense is what it is.
1: And ELL, then...
0: a free agent. Yeah, and then you got Mike Mitchell there um, playing safety. Robert Golden, Uh, I think the best safety in this group is Jordan Dangerfield. (laughs) He doesn't have an opportunity. Um, Well, yeah, Shamarco Thomas has been a bit of a flop. We haven't really seen what we've been able to get out of him. He's a good nickel, not a safety. Yeah, he's not going to be – he's never going to be – I mean, coming out, like you always thought, maybe he'd be more of an in-the-box guy, but he's not really – he's done pretty well in man-up coverage and short zones, that sort of stuff, but definitely not something you want to rely on. The word is that they're very much in the mix on Eric Weddle. They're clearing space at the moment. Has they made made a move? Did they cut somebody? They're re-signing. And extending, doing the whole Ravens issue. Okay. Yeah, so it makes sense that they go after an Eric Weddle. He would make a lot of sense there. Well, um, then, I I retweeted normal. a I retweeted something. It was some sort of ESPN affiliate that says Eric Weddle is going to be visiting the Patriots today. So, um, are you sure this this he has a blue checkmark? He's not one of those fake accounts. This is this the time of year? No, it didn't. It didn't. No, it did not have a check mark, but it looks like a local. It looked like a local ESPN affiliate. So a, lo, a lot of those local ESPN affiliates don't have check marks. Moving forward, because I'm not going to list the kicker and punter. <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Ravens. You got Joe Flacco. You got Ryan Mallett and Troy Johnson as your quarterback. Running back, it's a big uh, Justin Forsett, Lorenzo Telefero, Buck Allen, Terrence West, and Terrence McGee from the CFL. You have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of black, pretty yeah. much. Your fullback is Kyle You He's basically played as tight end last year. It's all like injuries. Mm it's a it's a bizarre it's a bizarre offense that's in a weird place I mean in many respects this whole this offense needs to be completely broken down and rebuilt but it's never going to (sighs) happen we got Ben Watson Patrick Gilmore we got Put a, on a quarter of a hip. Don't forget uh, Kyle Jukes. Juk- Check Jukes. Check Juk- I the the, the 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 guy who's got more confidence in his name and his last name than anything else. Kyle Jukescheck, I guess. Mhm. Yeah. Big time fullback. Can't forget the bull- big time fullback. Matt Williams, it looks mm-hmm. like they have a thousand different tight ends. They got Chase Ford from Minnesota, Harold Spears from San Fran. Well, when you look I'm at what the Ravens did for a long time offensively, they rocked a lot of two tight end stuff. Um, you know, they would do single back running formations with two tight ends. Um, so they're gonna have you know movement tight ends and then blocking tight ends. So to me, you, you're kind of blocking tight ends are your what? Proper Crockett Gilmore and Benjamin Watson. Your move tight ends are probably Williams and Pitta, or would it be Crockett and Williams and Benjamin and Pitta? I don't know, one of the two. Really uh, Pitta mix because he's too hurt. Yeah. So well, then I would have put Nick Boyle in that mix, but he's. And along with Matt Elam. yeah, exactly. Um, so they got, they're going to have a lot of tight ends when this group gets to full functioning. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going, to, they're going to... I think part of that is to take the onus off the receiving group so they don't have to dip too heavily into wide receivers in this draft because there's not that many of them. It depends what you're looking for, though. Yeah. That's true, but they got a bunch of guys. You know, like, they got their you know, Kumar Akins and your Marlon Browns and, you know, you, you got your guys. And then you got Rashad Perriman, who missed all last year. Um, and then you so have Smith they, off the 20 Achilles tendons, so you're really screwed. Yeah, and you have no idea what he's going to be like. And all I know is, you know, 25-year-olds coming off Achilles tendons, miss a step, and a 34-year-old coming off one. I can't imagine what he's going to look like. But good. they do have a lot of running backs. They have a lot of running backs. They're going to put a lot of... Running back position, you yeah. uh, know, for set Taliaferro, Allen, Terrence West. Just a lot of depth there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a, it's gonna have to be a heavy run, run offense with a lot of play action, which is what Joe Flacco does. So hopefully that offensive line holds up. Speaking of their offense, Kamara Ayton's basically listed as their number one. Steve Smith's in number two on the right side. You got Shard Perryman backing up Tamar Aiken at the moment. Marlon Brown backing up Steve Smith. Chris Evans and Mike Camprio backing up Steve Smith. <laughs> and then Chris Matthews backing up Tamar You have really no backup for Tamar Just all these for Steve Smith. Yeah, uh, there's not a whole heck of a lot going on in that wide receiver group after the first two. It's a yeah, lot of injuries. I, like I said, draft Geronimo Allison, one of my draft darlings. i been obsessed about Geronimo Allison. <laughs> well, Their offensive linemen, you got Eugene Monroe and John Urschel. Jeremy Zutoff, or how do you say his last name? Zutoff. Marshall Yonda, Ricky Wagner. So outside of Yonda, who's a stud, you have an above-average guy in Monroe if he's got his head screwed on straight, and then a bunch of black. Average. (laughs) Very average offensive line outside of Yonda. Is this the only offensive lineman that makes you want to vomit? Say that again? Is this one of those offensive linemen that make you want to vomit, just like it makes me want you right now? It's not that bad. Like, they're they're very scheme-specific. They have James Hurst backing up Eugene Monroe and Blaine Claussell from the CFL. Yeah. They have no backup left guard. Their backup center is Ryan well, Jensen. Well, most teams most teams don't. Most teams go one of two ways. They'll, they'll usually only carry three backup linemen. So with that being said, you usually have a swing tackle that plays both sides. You'll have a swing guard that plays both sides, then you have a backup center. Or you're going to have two guards, and one of the guards is a guard center. So what they prob- what they have is the backup center, and then you're going to have the swing guard that'll play both of them. So I don't think because they don't have a specific left guard that all of a sudden puts them in a pinch. I just think the left <laughs> guard group sucks. <laughs> <sighs> Let's move on to a more somewhat inspiring defense. Just no kidding. <laughs> So that's in their O line. Let's just say that a little bit, not by much. Timmy Jernigan. You got Brandon Williams. Uh, you get Lawrence Guy because Chris Canty is a free agent. Mhm. Terrell Suggs coming off an Achilles. Oh, didn't they release Elvis Dumervil or was that Daryl Smith? Uh, they released Daryl Smith. Um, there's been word that they might be looking into getting rid of Elvis Dumervil, but I think that was to try to keep uh, Osamele, and obviously he's not there any longer. So I don't think that happened. But they are backing him up with, the, with the Darius Smith, um, another very athletic pass rusher type. Um, much of the mold, I would think of an Elvis Doomerville type, I think. Interesting we get after that? You get your CJ Mosley. You get your Albert McLennan, who's also a free agent. You get Brandon Byer, yuck. 20 out shots of free agent. You get nothing at strong side linebacker. Besides Nordley Cappy, he's a third string guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Um it, it it's a bunch of chaos. That linebacker group sucks. It's in a lot it's in besides struggles. having a lot of in, injuries, they just don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of depth either. I mean Arthur Brown, backing up there on the inside, he's literally done nothing since he's been drafted and they don't even like the guy.
1: Um
0: Courtney Upshaw, he's a guy that oh, some team is gonna take a flyer on Courtney Upshaw. They're going to use him, like some 34 team or a team that utilized a lot of 34 concepts is going to go after Courtney Upshaw. They're not going to pay him much of anything. They're going to use him as like a base down run stuffer and he's going to be really good at it. The Raiders. Maybe. It it would make a lot of sense. He would definitely be a good holdover candidate until... Alden, Alden Smith came back. Uh, but he's still a free agent. Can't you still sign him? Still, Alden. Yeah, even he's though reinstated. But then we don't even know if he's going to be reinstated this coming year. He will. He no. He, yeah, he gets mandatory reinstatement after nine games. It's a one-year suspension. So he will be reinstated after nine games. The question is, does he get reinstated early? I thought he was denied his appeal. What? Oh, no, they may have denied his appeal, yes. But similar to Adam Jones, who was suspended, who got a year-long suspension for um, substance abuse-related issues, he went through a – Adam Jones went through a program and then was granted early, um, early reinstatement for going through recovery programs. And well, we there's could, been talk that he could do the same. But Alton Smith, we could say he's already been through that, and he was cleared that was for a prior allegation. So I don't see, like, a compromise like that would do any good if he's already been through it and possibly learned his lesson. Well, from my understanding, is he went through he went through a rehab program, but he ended up going into he still was having issues after he counted out the program, and that program was had wasn't to do with the league. That was team based and a personal decision. So I don't know, but all, all all we know for a fact is at this point you can't have any contact with him until he's reinstated, which will be after. Week, which will be after nine games, week nine of the season. Okay. But he will – but that's when – that's the latest it'll happen. So once week nine hits, he's available for anyone to sign. And you're hoping Reggie McKenzie posts that plug? I, I mean, expect him to. The Raiders have been very, but very always- serious about bringing him back. And Alden Smith doesn't want to leave California. No he passion. likes the Bay Area. So, moving to defense to back, you've got Darius Webb. He's going to move, be moving to safety, leaving mm-hmm. you on your side. You have Kyle Arrington as your starting starter. Yeah, more of a slot. Yeah, but he's going to be starting with Jimmy Smith, only because they don't have any other options. Therese Wright, Will Davis. Not okay, sure is Therese 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 Wright. Would... To... Is this guy related to Samari role, Jumal's role? Is he related or something? <laughs> could be. He could be. I mean, Samari would be old enough that, well, no, I'm not sure if it'd be his kid, but it could be like his... Cousin or nephew. Nephew or something. Let me look him up real quick. You got Will Hill. You got Bryden... uh An inspiring backup. Hendrick Lewis. Terrence Brooks because you have Matt Elam suspended. Um... Then you get Jimmy Smith, Will Davis, Sheree Wright, and My and Julian Wilson. Yeah. And you can see exactly why so many people think they're going to take Vernon Hargraves when they're supposed to draft. <laughs> it's For me, they're okay with if, you know, they got their guys back and they keep their head on straight. to that depth, Yeah. The line it- just signed him right. If they had the pass rush, I think they would be okay. But no, they Card- don't. I'm sorry. The Cardinals just resigned signed Rick Bryant. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, that happened uh, about, what, 40 minutes ago? Yeah, they've him back. Been I haven't been on Twitter in two days. Oh, well, there's a problem. Yeah, I've <laughs> waiting for the Raiders to post Tony, uh, Tony Jefferson from you. Let's see here. Jamal Rule. All I know is he's bounced around in a bunch of practice squads. So. He just really stuck with the guy from USC still. All right, is that pretty much everything for the Ravens then, I guess? Because it's a whole lot of crap there on the defensive backfield. Enjoy your Taylor Mays. <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> you started it. Um, and, well, like I said, Tony Jefferson i, games I, games I it was even better, I don't know if you saw this, but when I was on Twitter or I a few days ago, I wrote, um, you know, hey, at Raiders, I think it might be a great time to send at Tony Jefferson 1 a uh, an offer sheet. Um, <laughs> now, I know, <have> like, <laughs> like, I was looking for a legit Tony Jefferson account. It's the only one I found, and it says, like, making my, my Madden grade better, right, but there's no check mark on it. Was Tony Jefferson? It's like I'm real, real sure he's that's, the guy that they would get a out on for. That's why he searched his real name up on the internet. You know, possibly, that's what I did. but that's what I did, and that's the one I got. That was the only one well, I could find. So well, I you must have that Madden grade. Yeah, exactly. It, was, it says you know, I just wanted to make my Madden grade. So it seemed like it was the closest thing I could find. So I just wanted to make the assumption so that I wrote that, and then it, um. He's like, hey, thanks for the support. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It was very weird, but it was the only one I could find. So <laughs> It's getting weird. <laughs> I've never given it to the right guy, but it was, that was pretty funny. We were at the Bengals. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, Bengals, mm-hmm. huh? You only had mm-hmm. 17 free agents going into this offseason? 17? Outrageous. Currently, they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. They have 8. Some that um, have already that left. Are oh, 8 that have already left. Yeah, and then they still have what? Eight Reggie Nelson, Einstein. Leon Hall. Reggie These Nelson, Leon Hall, Andre Smith to resign. Uh, Reggie... Nelson, Leon Hall, Pat Sims, Brandon Thompson, Wallace Gilberry, Andre Smith. And then a couple of special teams, Craig Robertson, and Don Jones. So the only important ones are Andre Smith, Reggie Nelson, and Leon Hall. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, and maybe Pat Sims. I mean Pat Sims is a nice role player, so and they like him a lot. He he's been he's back there for a second time. It seems like we've had like thousand, thousand different Pat Sims. There was that Vikings one that seemed like he would never age. No, no, that's 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 the Pat Sims that was with Oakland. He he was there for a year. Is he still around? Yeah, no, that's him. That he's back with New England. Seems like there's too. I mean, not not New England. Uh, He's back with Cincinnati. What am I saying? There's too many Pat Sims. No, it's the same guy. No, the other Sims are all related to uh, to uh, Phil Sims. Two M's. Yeah. There's like 15 of those. There's like 15. <laughs> yeah. um, after the quarterbacks, you got your running backs, Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, Cedric Pierman. Yeah. I... I think my boy Rex Burkhead deserves a shot. The most annoying white running back on the planet. You know what, hush. (laughs) I like Rex Burkhead a lot, and I loved what Hugh Jackson was was doing with him, putting him in the slot and everything else that they were doing. The way they would move him around, I thought was freaking brilliant. He needs a shot. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be ever I don't think he's ever gonna be more than like he like to me he could be another uh really solid version of um that cat who's in uh Philadelphia now. Who's um, that running back in Philly? was has with the Chargers for a long time. Uh Darren yeah, Derek Sproles. Like, he could be a Darren Sproles. Like, I, would, I don't want to just make the comparison of him to... He um, doesn't have a hand for that. I mean, he has good hands, just not... Though, that's good. He well, well, he hands. could develop. That's what I'm saying. He could develop into that. Like, he could become... To me, like, that's who he could become. You know, I don't want to just label him Danny Woodhead because he's white and small. But, <laughs> you know, I think he's... Because I think he's more dynamic than Danny Woodhead. You and know? more dynamic than Ellis. <laughs> yeah, every I'm more dynamic than Peyton Helles. <sighs> oh, that's funny. Um, their wide receivers is Grim. the A.J. Green. And they're starting one opposite him. They drafted him in the sixth round two years ago. James Wright. James Wright, yeah. And behind A.J. Green, Brandon Tate, Mario Alford, and Jake Camaro, from the CFA. Yeah, Kummerow, yeah. It's got a whole lot of poopies. It's, um, they not a whole lot going on. Um, I think it's over- rate, underrated, I still believe. Uh, for, the problem for them is they're at that spot in the, well, I guess, they, you know, you could hope for like a Dotson type or a, I don't know that. I, I don't, that's the problem. Is I don't see the scheme fit guy for them. You know what I mean? Like I like to me the what they need. I guess you could say a Laquan Treadwell would make sense for them. In some respects, I could see a Laquan Treadwell. i don't, obviously I don't think he's going to fall that far. But then after Laquan Treadwell, I don't see a whole lot of those kinds of guys. You know, like this draft is more full of it's it's not a lot of those kind of slot guys but it doesn't really have... I I don't
1: don't, don't think it counters with Ray J.
0: Green. The guy from Liberty University, Darren Peterson, really, really good. Yeah. You Uh, slut him in the slut. Yeah, but the problem is they need a legit number two, and, you know, like, or they need someone... What they need is they need a possession receiver. Mario uh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in that position. Um, you know, because AJ Green is very dynamic, but they, they need that guy who's going to go out there and be able to catch, you know, six, Brandon seven Tate? balls a game and, you know, for nine yards a pop. Brandon Tate? Oh, no. Come on. Brandon Tate, you're lucky he catches one of five. He has to give I him like thirty targets great. a game for him to get six catches. I think he brought bad Greg Little. Well well, we're talking about hands of stone here. Greg Little like fits hands of stone. Alright, come on. You can't Greg Little no. Come on now. Don't be Craig Greg. Uh,
1: at least they
0: have at least they still have this ridiculous off at the line group, which is, you know, what they're gonna lean their what they're gonna put their hat on essentially. I still can believe they sort of moved Jake Fisher to tight end in a, in a certain sense. They have him as a tight end slash speech back. It's during really the playoff run. I never really realized it until then. Jake Fisher was basically their multi-fullback. Yeah. Isn't he also now with, like, a weird number, too? Like, number 44 or something? Yep, 44. Yeah. I mean, think something weird like that. It's, like, 44, 48, something. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Um very not good really player. Expect. The best tackle of the last year's draft, in my opinion, or second best. But it's uh, the question you got to ask there, is what's going to happen with Andre Smith? Is he coming back? In the end, I would, I would kind of be surprised if he doesn't. If he's been around hanging around this long, it's because he's got to think his market's not as firm as he thought it was going to be. Cedric Aboui, to take that right tackle spot. Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta be, you got to expect he's going to be back. Otherwise, you know, what you're going to do is slide Cedric Aboui there. Jake Fisher. Yeah, Jake Fisher. If you want to take him away from the fullback role. <laughs> or you can roll uh, Kevin Leitcher, or, Ezekiel would say, New drugs two years ago. Which one, what, Zeitler? Yeah. And then we oh, that Russell with right tackle. tackle? And then, and then uh, then uh okay. and then you got Eric Winston backing him up. Well, Eric Winston originally was a right tackle, but I think he's aged enough to so where guard makes more sense for him. But yeah, maybe you move Zitler to right tackle and then um, Winston in the right guard. I don't know. I kind of like Cedric Abubi doing it, but just to get him some reps, even though he's the backup left tackle. You got Tyler Eifert, Tyler Croft. You got the two tylers <laughs> You got C.J. The other one's not. <laughs> C.J. Uzuma, drafted last year. Uh, John Peters. Matt Langle and the CFL. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, there's nothing not much going on here, but to me, I think this offense takes a serious step back this year. I would I, you know, I think they're gonna become very running back centric. And I well, think Barney you know. Bernard out Yeah, but that's my point, is they're bec- they're gonna become so running back centric. That I think it's gonna end up making this offense not as dynamic because it's gonna it's gonna require so much out of the backfield to make everything work. And with and the one thing Hugh Jackson did originally is he was really big on um, motion and completely changing from one set to another. So you know he would come out and it was like eye formation and then all of a sudden it would completely shift into three wide receivers out of the shotgun or vice versa. Grenadier now. Um, I don't remember his name, but he did work with Hugh Jackson. Um, I mean, he was on staff last year. Um, let me look him up real quick. And then you have Bill Lazor, this your quarterbacks guy? Yeah, but Bill Lazor, he's um, he comes from that uh, Kelly background. It's a, it's a different kind of um, right now. There, I guess. Kind remodel him back into today's NFL. Uh offense coordinator. Uh, Ken Zampezi. I could never pull that name out of a red hat. Well I didn't pull it out of the hat, but I uh, I looked it up. <laughs> but uh, like I
1: I, remember, I just
0: remember I just remember it was a weird one. Um let's see uh, he was spent 13 years as the Bengals quarterback coach. So, I, mean, I knew the running, running back. coach. I don't understand why they don't put their running backs coaches offensive coordinators. I know they work well with quarterback, but the running back coach needs a promotion. He's done a fantastic job. Mm, I don't know. I can tell you. I can I can tell you all I ch- know is a lot of that coaching staff has been together for a really long time. But you, you just can't replace the creativity from a Hugh Jackson with just anybody. So we'll see what they do. Luckily for them, if they just kept the whole Hugh Jackson system and then, you know, just had him play call the plays, that's the smartest thing to do. Okay, do you got Carlos Dunlap backing him um, up, Marcus Hunt. Marcus Hunt. Margus. He's a big Dem- man from Estonia. Yeah. Domata Pico. Mm-hmm. Pat Sons of Please. the League so not counting him. Deshaun Williams is his up from college. You know, that's the last thought he was at. He was on another team. He, was, he wasn't even drafted. Yeah, then Michael Johnson's back, which is probably (laughs) why Willis Gilberry's not back, and Oval Clark. You got Juno Atkins and Marcus Hardison. His backup's since Brandon Thompson, pre agent. I think one of their biggest re signings this year, and I think it's going to go unnoticed for the most part. But it's a good thing they did it. Was bringing back Vincent Ray, the linebacker, which because he he basically backs up all three of their linebackers. And once he goes down, they are screwed. Well, yeah, because Vincent Ray came in for Vontae's perfect at the beginning of the season, Um, and then he has filled in all across that linebacking core at different positions. So, bringing him back, I think, was a very, very important piece for them. But it pretty much keeps their entire linebacking core in- intact. And then, of course, they have Paul Dawson, the uh, highly regarded linebacker from TCU, coming out, but hasn't really like, done much. A bit in the first round. How time has changed. Yeah. Uh,. And then you get into their corners, and what? One side, you know, they're a well, left-right team. Yeah, team. It's Hawk
1: and
0: Yeah, Hawk and perfect. But it's not changing, so that's good. And like yeah. I said, you know, keeping Vincent Ray is the big one. They needed to keep you, know, you keep those four, and at least you don't have to worry about anything. Oh, you got Drake or Patrick or questionnaire. Josh Shaw, uh, a nice three guys for the left side. The right side is going to take a hit to Leon Mc, I mean, not Leon McFan, but Leon Hall. Mm-hmm. Lee, you got Adam Jones, Chris uh, Harris-Lewis, and Cheiky Brown that I think used to be in the Patriots, or Raiders on point. I think the Patriots, Cheeky Brown, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so right now their starters are going to be Adam Jones on one side, Drake Kirkpatrick on the other, Darquise Denard, who's going to be their third, their third quarter. And I think Kirkpatrick slides inside when that happens. I'm not sure, but I doubt Darquise Denard slides inside. That would be shocking. never really played that. He's always played that boundary role. Exactly. That's why I would think it would be a Drake Kirkpatrick type, who's a little bit leaner, a little bit faster feet. Uh, George Iloka, of course, they retained him.
1: And Reggie Williams. Nelson,
0: Reggie Nelson, still on the outside looking in, but the thirty-three-year-old. The thing about Nelson is, at his age, I think he's finding a very soft market, and he, he, I he was, think he's going to find with. that he's. I think he's going to find he's more important to the Bengals than he is to any other team. Yeah, like, I, I mean, don't. I don't is think it's there, the Raiders is going to look at a Reggie Nelson and think they want to pay him anything. Maybe yeah. a reunion Jacksonville? Originally, yeah, he's from Jacksonville. Yeah, I know. Maybe possibly reunion. Oh, no. Not with Tayshaun Robinson and um, Cyprian there. Would you rather have Sergio Brown or Reggie Nelson? Hmm. If, neither. I'd rather have Reggie Nelson than Sergio. I guess I would take Sergio Brown just because at least I could count on his athleticism a little bit. What athleticism? He's just a special teamer. Well, yeah, but it's, that's I think you can make the same argument that you know Reggie Nelson. I mean, Reggie Nelson can play some free safety, but like I just have no interest in the guy. You know, I don't know. I just don't. I don't really value him in for as a, from a franchise building perspective. I don't really have any value for a guy like Reggie Nelson. Well, if he was six years younger, you'd be all for it. But now that he's sort of... Seven, in, seven or eight handled, years younger, yeah. Seven or eight years younger than yes. But that's what I'm saying. He has more value to the Bengals than he does any other team. That's why it makes the most sense for me that he ends up being back with the Bengals. You got Kevin huffer and you got Mike Nugent. mean, the Cleveland Browns, what a mess. I don't even know if these guys have a roster. <laughs> you got Josh McCown, Austin Davis, Connor Shaw, and Pat Deslin as your quarterback. Just killed somebody. <laughs> and your running backs is Isaac Royal, Duke Johnson, Glenn Winston, Raheem Musk, Munster. Yep. And Ro Watson. Yep. All right, here's an idea, And, and I'm being dead serious about this. If you're the Browns, do you pass on quarterback this year just to avoid getting your franchise's or your fans' hopes up? And I'm being dead serious. Because, you know, every time we talk about a GM and a quarterback being associated with a quarterback, or a, a GM and a head coach being associated with a quarterback, it could be their whole career. Like, I think it might just be best to like, completely pass, you know. I think on... that's a that point of no return this year. If they don't take the quarterback, they won't get that big of an opportunity. Because they've never really clicked in the top two ever. Since the beginning of the franchise. And so, if you're going to get a quarterback, now's your chance. Matt Trade in 23 to get it. Hopefully, fourth time's term happens. Yeah, but what happens when you get the quarterback and, you know, again, he flames out? And it's a couple years down the line and there all the fans are pissed yeah. off and it's like, well, now Hugh Mark, Jackson screwed up a quarterback and so did this GM and now all of a sudden you're Marcus, changing GM and. Mark says is the best thing. Waste your whole draft on quarterbacks. would <laughs> seven. You're about to hit one. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just have this really bad feeling, especially a guy like Goff. And I like Goff as a prospect, but I have a really bad feeling that you take a guy like Goff coming from an air raid system and you put him into something as complex as what Hugh Jackson's going to want to run with an offensive line that... Is relatively talented, oh, but now run. is going to, but now has suffered a couple of big hits at center and right tackle in a really crappy division or with a really good division with really crappy talent around them, and I could just see an absolute disaster. We, the quarterback is going there. Is it Goff? Where's the other guy? Oh, or, or Wentz. But even Wentz, Wentz is smart and he's bigger. But I could still see a guy like that coming from, you know, Division Two, uh, Division Two school, and remote. then getting just and just getting obliterated behind a, a, a relatively bad offensive line, and just getting completely torn asunder. You know what I mean? And then you know, That's like then then, like six years later, have to be reworked. Like uh, Alex Smith or something. <laughs> what are they gonna do at running back? I think you just serve your serve. Um, with Isaiah Correll is your goal one back, and just run Duke Johnson. He's the better back. Bet. There's a reason why Isaiah Correll was not drafted off the field, and he's a sort of a one trick guy. He's just gonna pound through and not going to do a whole lot. Well, I don't really have a lot of faith about Duke Johnson between tackles. I mean, I think he's all right, but I do think he goes down a little easy. Um, but I'm with you. I, I think it should be, you know, like 65-35 leading to Duke, Duke Johnson, but I think they'll probably split the carries. I have a feeling Duke Johnson's going to be more of a – uh, Hugh Jackson style running back than Isaiah Crowell. I think what they do is they move on from Crowell this year. If you look at what Hugh Jackson's done, he got Cincinnati out completely. That was sort of a different type of thing. He's always had one guy, one featured back. When he had when he was running the show, he's had one guy that he leaned down. It's okay to have some good backups, but Carl not looking to be a backup. Well, yeah, he, he, does, he does like having a feature guy. He's old school in that sense. Um, and you're right, the Bengals were a little bit... But I also don't think you can take... I also don't think you can put too much stock into the Raiders as a situation either, because the Raiders I mean, were highly limited by their own salary cap. And well, I, wasn't, instruction. I wasn't talking about the Raiders, I was talking about his previous landing spot. Yeah, but his previous his previous places out, so basically you have the Bengals, Raiders, and then you have basically one year he spent as an offensive coordinator for the Ravens. So he's never the only place he had any form of roster control was with the Raiders, and that was limited because of their own cap situation. Now, he does like to give the majority of the snaps to one guy. He does like to give the majority of snaps to one guy. Like, that's, yes, that's true. But it doesn't mean I think they're going to go get rid of, you know, Isaiah Crowell because, you know, they're going to give 100% of the snaps to Duke Johnson. Now, they'll they'll rotate him in, and he's going to put guys in a role to be successful. Okay, Chase says he's willing to get a haircut. And then he says, he calls his trade to Denver a dream come true. Okay, <laughs> <sighs> uh, some humor there. And then they have—they still have a fullback, really. Malcolm Johnson. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. Well, he does like to run out of the eye a lot. Um, but it doesn't matter to him if he's running out of the eye, or if he's running out of single back. It's conceptually going to be the same. So, do you even want to look at these wide receivers? No, it's going to make me want to vomit. Okay, let's go through it. Andrew Hawkins. I mean, I'm going say that their entire, their entire offensive group is highlighted by Dwayne Bowe and Terrell Pryor. That's the receiving core for you. And I know that that completely skips over Andrew Hawkins and Taylor Gabriel, who actually have a lot Marlon. of the most talent. More than more. Yeah. Darius Jennings, Terrell Pryor, Daniel Hall. Yuck. <laughs> it's like we got a whole bunch of number fours. And nobody really carries that any number fours around. So, if you want some free, free early fantasy advice, avoid all Cleveland Browns. Well, let's just go and freaking stated. <laughs> Maybe have Duke Johnson as a fifth running back, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, the rest of this roster is even, even more in a bigger mess. Their offensive line. Ugh. you got well, Joe you know, Thomas, Joe it, Batonio. It, it, I was going to say, in to their offensive line, they still have three talented offensive linemen. Well, okay, four, well really. Four. got Joe Thomas, Joe Batonio, Alvin Bailey. There's a reason why Seattle's offensive line is so bad. John Greco. Well, I wasn't talking about Alvin Bailey being talented. I meant John Greco and Cameron Irving. Austin awesome Pastor from the Jazz. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see. I think it's going to end up being Thomas Petonio, Bailey Greco, Cameron. I mean, Irving, not uh, Cameron. It'll be something like well, that. You got what? Hold on one though. <laughs> They just asked if I wanted something from Taco Bell. Then what was your answer? I said sure, whatever. <laughs> hey, just get the AM Crunch wraps, it's like the best thing they make. <laughs> the breakfast crunch wraps, bomb. And yeah, I mean, so, I mean, they have, to me, actually, I actually still like their offensive line outside of Alvin Bailey. Oh, no. Ruben Randall is visiting L.A. Rams. No. kill me now. That makes sense. He's completely mediocre. They're completely <laughs> mediocre. It makes sense. I'm actually a little surprised the Raiders wouldn't look into Reuben Randall. He'd make sense doing some of the slot stuff, but they just don't seem interested at all in bringing in a receiver. So what do you think about them losing Rod Streeter to the Chiefs, the division right? Rod Streeter's my homie, but you know they're not going to have you know you he fell out of favor last year with the coaching staff. The coaching staff loves Seth Roberts, and uh, Rod Streeter's a vertical guy, so he's mm-hmm. you know six foot three, two hundred ten pounds, runs a four um, four, runs a lot, can do a lot of stuff with routes, but. It is a long strider. So, I think... Uh, I don't know if I really view him as, like, a classical fit in that offense, but I do think they'll use him in ways where he, he'll he be able to take the top off. Not necessarily take the top off the defense, but be a vertical threat. But my homie's gone. But where does he start? You're going to have a big task and trying to unseed Albert Wilson and get Chris Conley. I'm not, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if he starts, but I can see him being the third guy, and they keep him outside and bump Macklin inside. But the, the thing is, when they bring back the ever aging Jason Avant, where is he gonna play? Well, I'm not like I said. I'm not sure if he'll start in Kansas City, but um, he'll always he he will play the outside and. He'll either be the he'll probably be the third wide receiver, play the outside, and then they'll move back on inside, would be my guess. Yeah, let's move to some some as a black hole on defense for the Browns. The okay. uh, absolute waste I oh, would absolute waste of talent. No, actually the defense has talent on it, which is the scary part. They're just never gonna get anything out of it. John Hughes, Danny Shelton, Desmond Bryant, Xavier Cooper, uh, But, Arquidius Mingo, Paul Kruger, Carlos Dansby, St. Carter, Justin Tuggle, Christian Kurtzey. Yeah, Kurtzey being the starter, I think. Yep, Armani Bryant, and Nate Orchard, Cam Johnson. The cornerbacks, Jill Hayden. Pierre Desir, who people wanted to trade him for a second, third-round draft. I'm like, he hasn't even played. I remember Pierre Desir, that draft. Like, all of a sudden, it's like three weeks before the draft, and just this guy out of nowhere starts getting all this butt. Pierre Desir is very French. You know, I remember hearing the name. And, like, he's coming from whatever school for the blind and deaf. <laughs> um, out of nowhere, out of Nowhere'sville. And, yeah, we're always, we're always and also, people are talking about how he's going to be like a late riser to the first round. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This guy coming from nowhere? Like, really? And then he drops like, what, the fourth round or something like that, which seems a lot more practical to me. Well, one day traded him for a second round pick during the trade block time. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're supporters then. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, the, he's peer to year. Like his entire existence so far in the NFL, to me, has been based on hype. Yeah, and then I can't believe he's head of the pecking order than my boy Iso Xpre Alamut. What? About him? I said, why is he on the higher pecking order than Iso Xpre? I'm looking around for Iso Xpre on this roster. I can't find him. Uh he's on reserve. They cut him from oh. the... Flood, and
1: oh then there the he is,
0: okay. Re- reserve contract. Okay, so he's on the NFI. Okay. I gotcha. I'm using well, the, on... I'm using R com. So am I. I'm using R as well. Um if he's NFI <laughs> then it's uh then yeah, he's just gonna. Then you're have to wait till the next camp roll around, so they can get him qualified to get back on the active roster. I think he's he was such a talent at Oregon. There was a time when people thought him it's a first rounder. First rounder, yeah. Uh huh. And then he blew out his knees or whatever. I'm the last. Uh, his last regular like season game. Uh huh. And it's been tough, but never ever since. Well, deep in the backfield, you have Dante Whitner, who I can't believe he's still in the NFL, Jordan Poyer, who interesting guy, a lot of hype around him as a corner when he got drafted by Philly, and everyone was stunned that he dropped, like, the seventh round. I mean, I was. I had him, like, in a mid-round grade, and then he dropped, like, round seven. Philly's jumped on him, and everyone loved it. He's never done anything since, but he's, like, looking at the free safety now. Which J- I think. William. K1 mm-hmm. Williams, Justin Gilbert, is their third round. The first round pig, that buried in their sixth corner. <laughs> uh, and then they have K1 Williams sister. their looks like their dime. I wouldn't be know. surprised if Justin Gilbert goes the way of David Emerson. Or Dean Milner. Well no, D. Milner is different. They're totally polar opposites. Like I know playing-wise, but situation-wise. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's, the other, that's the other direction. He can become De Milner. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they waive him. Another team picks him up, puts him in a different scheme, and he blossoms. Well, it's never about the scheme. It's about his maturity. Yeah, but they said the same thing about David Amerson, too, and look what happened to him in Oakland. Okay, just because Oakland has so many fails, <laughs> well, I guess it does. No, I just I think cornerbacks, I, I think it's the nature of the position with quarterback to me. Cornerback is highly skill set based and matchup based. And when you get a guy and you put him in the right scheme and the right concept can drastically change how he's viewed. I don't believe in the idea of a shutdown corner anymore because the idea of a shutdown corner... They don't it kind do. of goes beyond scheme, right? I just don't think it, is, it exists in the modern NFL anymore because of the way it is in college. College is so scheme-based because of all the spread that you're getting these corners who have only done one thing for years and years and years, so they come into the NFL unprepared, and then when we try to put them into what they're not, they fail. And then the moment you get them back to doing what they're good at, they're successful again because they've been doing it for so long. And I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Gilbert goes to a different team, they put him back into something that he's more accustomed to, and then all of a sudden he's a really good corner. Because he's got all the physical tools. Well, a guy I respect in that department is Daniel Jeremiah. And he had Justin Gilbert as his top corner. And, you know, he just said he just has to clear things up right and perfect fit. And he should be a lockdown corner, not a down, but, you know, yeah, in lockdown, he in lockdown he means a man, a press man. Yeah, you know, press bail kind of corner. Like, yeah, it, he's got the tools for it. But you know, what if all of a sudden you stick him into a cover two, and all of a sudden he's a stud. Panthers. Well, Panthers more cover three, but like Bengals, Minnesota, they both use a ton of cover two. Okay, let's finish off this list. You have Andy Lee and Travis King. Thank God we're done with those guys. Yep. <laughs> um, it's time to move on to the NFC. You got Chicago Bears. Uh, completely redoing their entire defense in one off season. Which <laughs> it looks hey okay at the moment just some guys that I think shouldn't be your starters. Um. You got Jake Cutler. You get David Fales. Matt Lindgard. three quarterbacks. Running backs: Jeremy Langford, Nadine Terry, Fitz Rogers, Denoris Norris, Perry. Possibly C.J. Anderson. We don't know. Well, C.J. Anderson yeah. has his tender from the Dolphins <inaudible> and the and the Bears. Oh, Bears tendered him too. They they gave him the highest tender, or not tender. Um, they uh they they set they set him up for contract offer then. My they gave him four years, seventeen million or something like that. Okay, is that a better offer than what the Dolphins gave him? It's a lot more. Hmm. Interesting. And I guess people didn't really think about it, that uh, John Fox connection. That people were thinking the whole Adam Gates, but John Fox really loved TJ Anderson. Yeah, I'm more worried about the offensive line though with him. Well, it's a crappy offensive line. He's a scheme running back. He's a he's a solid zone blocking one cut running back. So, I guess if they go down that route and stick with his, yeah, I guess it could work. And I haven't a lot of bears often, so. Currently, you have Martellus Bennett for the time being. They just re-signed Rob Housler. Mm-hmm. Carl Lee. Zach Miller's still a free agent. For some reason, I kept thinking he was the Seattle uh, Zach Miller, but two different ones. Yeah, well, Seattle had two Zach Millers. Well, that the one we're always thinking of, the one with the Raiders, is out of the NFL. Yeah, he's now off. He retired. But they had two Zach Millers for a while. They had him because after his four years in Oakland, he went into Seattle, to followed Tom Cable up there. And then, um, and then they drafted the other Zach Miller. Um, their wide receivers are okay with the starters. But their backups makes you want more. You got Kevin White, Eddie Royal, Alshon Jeffrey, Marquise Wilson. Then your backups, you have Mark Marinari, Cameron Meredith, Deontay Thompson, Josh Bellaway, Marcus Lucas, Nathan Palmer, a bunch of the last. Number six wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, Mark Mariani is on there because he's a returner. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what he does. He's a punt and kick returner. Um, you got Bobby Massey. Who our lads have him listed as left tackle. I don't think that happens. No, I think they move uh, Kyle Long to left tackle. No, not a chance. They're not gonna play Kyle Long at left tackle. He needs to move back to guard. Come on now. He was a pretty damn good right tackle. No, he was not a good right tackle. He was completely out of place. He needs to go back to guard where he belongs. Bobby Matthews yeah. should be the right tackle. Kyle Long should be the right guard. You can also play left guard. You have Matt Watson there. You got Hironis sue from Oregon, mm-hmm. he's a very good. solid, yeah, very solid center. Will Montgomery, this is backup. is also a free agent. Yeah, right now Cornelius Edison looks as uh, the right guard and again. I think that changes. Kyle Long gets there, a right at ta- right guard. Bobby Massey, the right tackle, which then brings up the question: Who's your left tackle? Um, they're gonna have to look for that in the draft, I would suppose. There's not a lot of good ones unless you get Jason Spriggs in the second round, or Sean Coleman. Both of those make a lot of sense. I like that, that second, you know, like your Tyler Deckers, Taylor Sean Decker. Coleman, Spriggs, uh, Raven Clark, like that. Uh, sure, Clark, he sucks. LeRaven Clark has so many technical issues. I get that, and his feet are god-awful because Texas um, Tech well, doesn't he know how to he, teach offensive line play. He's not but, a very really good offensive lineman, but he has all the measurables. But if team's patient exactly. with him for four or five years, maybe, you need that no, kind he, of tight work. He, he, re, he, re, he reminds me of David Bakhtiari. Yeah. David <laughs> Bakhtiari was the same thing. Had all the measurables, had every problem flaw you could ever imagine. Gets drafted in the fourth round, basically starts as a left tackle from day one, and now everyone thinks of him as a pretty solid left tackle. So there you go. Clark's so different, though. He's such a poor athlete in all phases. He's not the athlete that Bakhtiari was in certain phases of this game. Larkin Clark needs every phase of this game worse. I don't disagree that it needs work in every position, but he has all the physicals to be a starting left tackle. He has everything you'd look for if you were gonna build a starting left tackle. And but somebody's gonna bite on that. I'm just saying, somebody's gonna bite on it. That's what happens in every draft. Oh, Eric Whittle will become a Baltimore Raven according to Aaron Wilson. The Ravens really? Yep Wow. That is shockingly weird. Darren Moulton's a good follow. I have his tweets favorited. So when he tweets, it's really good news. And so when I'm not on Twitter, I get the news. But he's one of those people who tweets so much, there's like 50 tweets in 10 minutes. That pisses you off. Yeah, oh, but that's, a, that's an interesting move. Really interesting. It's move. fascinating, but why would you choose the Raven? Well, I don't I, get that. That's guess what... I, I guess that kid got into his head about the Patriots. <laughs> oh, here's some more uh, for Raiders fans. Um, Andre Holmes, close to a deal, keeping him at the Raiders. I saw that, too. Cincinnati's um, been pushing hard for him. Yeah. The Raiders really like him because he's a good special teamer, too. That's why. And he's sort of that Jordan Matthews slack guy, just not that talented as Jordan Matthews, but, you know, he's that hybrid guy. Sort of that no, not at all. Not at all. No, no not. That does What? The Bengals view him a hybrid slack guy. Well, then they're idiots. The only thing nope. he does, the only thing Andre Holmes does is run in a straight line. And then you throw and the he, ball up and you hopefully he hopefully comes down with it. He's foot four, 225 pounds, with inconsistent Adam, hands, and can jump like a mother. <laughs> He's a discount version of Calvin Johnson. Um, Adam Schechter confirms that Eric Weddle is dining with the Ravens. So does uh, Kevin Acey from the San okay, Diego Union trip. First response is washed to Adam Schefter. <laughs> and the next My wife left me. <laughs> I mean, to me, I, I don't. I, I honestly don't get it. And people are like, fuck Weddle. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I. I honestly don't understand I why the, the... Ravens... Just not Eric Weddle. You're trying to chase a ring, not go to the bottom of the ship. Yeah, I mean, like, I get it, right? If Eric Weddle goes to the Patriots, like, yeah. I get it. He fits that system so perfectly, it, all, it makes a lot of sense. But the Ravens are literally in the middle of a massive rebuild, and they don't even really admit it. They have so many issues. Like, I just don't and we've already went through that roster. Yeah, I don't I don't see how putting him in that roster makes makes them significantly better in any way. Uh, let's go back on topic a little bit. Back to the Bears. Let's start with listing the defense. You wanna get us started? Sort of lost my place. Uh Bears defense? Yep. Uh, well, 3-4 defense. We're starting with Will Sutton, Eddie Goldman, uh, Akeem Hicks will be the front three. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of depth there as well. D'Anthony Smith, Bruce Gaston, Mitch Unreind, uh all well, back Eagle and above. And Eagle Ferguson, too, but he's suspended. Who? Eagle Ferguson. But, he, you know, he's a different team. Oh, yeah, team. Eagle Ferguson, yeah. He's, um... But he, And he's their uh, other defensive end. He would be where Akeem Hicks is right now. That's where he usually is at, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He usually would a 34 defensive end. And that's why they signed Akeem Hicks. Uh, because Mitch Unrhyne's all right, but it's better to have a guy. Akeem Hicks has got the talent, too. Uh, then the outside linebackers, you got Pernell McPhee and Lamar Houston. A tandem really that young? makes zero sense to me. So, think of... To me, the Bears are in are going to be running a fake thirty-four. It's going to be like when the Cowboys under um, under uh, son of bum were running a quote thirty-four defense, but it was really a but it plays like a forty-three. That's under pretty Hilton? much what they should be doing with Lamar Houston. Under who? Son of bum. What's his name? Um, Lee Phillips. Uh, I thought you were saying something. Bum was his last name. I'm like, wait, what? But his Twitter, his Twitter handle is son of bum. Ah, that, that's his Twitter handle at son of bum. Um, yeah, you know, bum Phillips, Wade Phillips. There you go. So, uh, yeah, so you got Parnell McPhee, Lamar Houston on the outside, backing them up. You have uh, Willie Young, really nice pass rusher. Cornelius Washington. Um. uh guy who I think has a decent future ahead of him. Of course, Shane McClellan is restricted free agent. Same with Sam Acho. And then inside, both new signees, Jarrell Freeman, Don, uh, Danny Trevathan. Got FSU product Christian Jones, John Timu as well, uh, Layman Barrow and Jonathan Anderson. And then at corner, you have the ridiculous contract that was Tracy Porter, which wasn't actually a lot of money. It was just weird that they gave it to Tracy Porter. Um, on the other side of him, you have Kyle Fuller. Nice developing corner there. Number two. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm so jocking his brother. This all leads up to them doing that. It'd be such a bear's move. Oh, to go get... Uh, do you look the other floor? Will mm-hmm. floor? The the fuller. Yeah, the other yeah. corner. Yeah, it it would be such a bearish move. Yeah, it would. I guess yeah, I could see that. Um And then Adrian Amos are the safeties. Amos though. uh Antro roll I have issues with him. Personal. Yeah, it's Roll's Antro there. No, I have personal issues with the intro role, especially with him not keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> the man's T.T. Barber. Oh my God. The man's T.T. Barber? Yes, I know he's been on the league forever, but I still my issues. I think you need to take a chill pill, bro. <laughs> um. So rounding up the group, you have... Uh, <laughs> For uh, Eric Weddle, four years, $26 million. Sounds about right. Yeah, really the safety market's been really depressed in this offseason, which didn't really make any sense. Like, I thought we were going to see a blow up in safety contracts, but pretty much it's been relatively depressed out- outside of... Oh, $13 million in the first two years. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, again, that makes sense. They're gonna front load that deal for the first two years. Uh, well, if it's twenty six million, you do thirteen in the first two years, and it's balanced. But I'm still. But the, like you said, the safety contracts have been a little depressed in this off season. I mean, what's his name? I local only got twenty six million. Um, Tayshawn Gibson was the only one that broke seven million. I think seven million in a year signing. Um, I think that's it for the Bears. Yeah. I and Robbie Gould as a kicker. Let's go, Minnesota Vikings. A depressing offensive line group. But I'll let you lead the church. What are we do, Lions? Now, well, we're starting off. I'm gonna have you start with the offense. Oh, Alright, let's do Lions. We can do Lions. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot how much of a disaster this team is. Um, well, actually, they're not as bad as I... Never mind. Now that I'm actually looking at, they're not that bad off. Uh, of course, Stafford is the quarterback. Dan Orlovsky, a shock, he's still in the NFL. Um uh, no, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, no, I thought you said... I said Lions, and you said yes. You, dude, dude. dude. All right. Miss okay, let's switch it. Let's go with the Lions, and you already Well, there. no, now I switched. I already switched again. You can't get it to having me switch. <laughs> okay, dude, <laughs> dude. All right, so uh, here's the Vikings. Of course, starting with Teddy H2L, and then uh, Sean Hill. <laughs> what? Teddy h 2 two Gloves, yeah, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and then uh, Sean Hill uh, and Tyler Heineke. So uh, that's the quarterback group. Running back, uh, of course, Adrian Peterson. Jerick McKinnon, Matt Aziata is actually a free agent, isn't he? Restricted. Restricted free agent? Okay, so yeah, they probably tendered him. And then Blake Renaud, of course, Zach Line. Um, as their fullback, actually quite a good fullback making the transition from. Uh... Yeah, well, he was kind of a fullback at SMU. He's he a of bit of both. for him. He's what? He was more of their tight end than a fullback at times, but it just closed on the situation for him. Yeah. So, but yeah, he definitely made the transition nicely, and he ran the ball a lot too, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very weird. He played a weird position. That's what happens when you go to the one of those, when you're like the biggest, the big dog on a team that uh, isn't really that great. They have you do a lot of weird stuff. Uh, so wide receivers, you got Stephon Biggs. Uh, he's backed up by Charles Johnson, Adam Thielen, and Terrell Sinkfield. Other side, you got <laughs> Jarvis Wright. It's not Patterson Sinkfield. and Isaac Fruity. Uh, Titans. ends. Um, hold on, I'm looking. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with this and Twitter at the same time. Uh, uh Yeah, tight ends, easy Kyle Rudolph. Uh, what, McCoyle Pruitt? I actually don't know who that is. It's Mike Michael, but Michael Pruitt. Ah! Isn't that witty? <sighs> ridiculous. And then Rhett Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> I know Rhett Ellison, but I don't know Michael Pruitt. Um, that's he that's the right. in the fifth round. Oh, I I can't get over that name, Michael. That that is ridiculous. That is just absurd. Um, <laughs> that really it really bothers me. It really does. It's bugging the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, Vikings off at the line. Cleo Mac I mean, Matt Khalil Mac. Jesus Christ. Matt Khalil at the left tackle. Brandon go at guard. John Sullivan at center. Uh, Alex Boone, the free agent addition from San Francisco at right guard. Uh, Phil Lodholt, the right tackle, also took a contract restructure, uh, took a little um, hair off that contract Is his. Uh, some of the backups of, of note, Austin Shepard at left tackle. TJ Clemmings, he's the up-and-coming right tackle most likely for them in the near future. Uh, Michael Harris, Joe Berger, uh, Zach Karen all on the inside, so not a whole, much, not a whole lot going on there. Uh, except for T.J. Clemens. he'll be interesting because he'll be uh, their swing tackle. So he's probably the future right tackle, probably next year. I would uh, twenty seventeen. I'm gonna so, start off with the defense now. Brian Robinson, Paul Joseph, Sheriff Lloyd. That's your front three, or I guess I guess you do. Well, they have a front four, but. (laughs) Uh, You got Scott Crichton as your backup, Shamar Stefan and Tom Johnson, and Daniel Hunter. A bunch of black behind them. No. Shamar Stefan, I think, has got. Scott Crichton, Shamar Stefan, Daniel Hunter, I think, is an amazing three backups that all have ridiculous potential in the future. Shamar Steffen is a huge five-tech type, um, learning how to play nose tackle, didn't play a whole lot at UConn. Um, you like B.J. Dubos, though, don't you? The what? B.J. Dubos. Do I like him? Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about him. <laughs> I don't know a lot about him. I mean, um, he's not really a really guy I've... I've remember putting any time into but uh, Shamar Steffen I put a lot of time into I like Shamar Steffen I think Scott Crichton to me was a phenomenal pick last year uh, but Daniel Hunter you already see the returns on that guy you know he was a nothing and he already was tur- his athleticism was just through the freaking roof and they just let him pin his ears back and he was getting tons of pressure so they have a lot that backup those 3 that all backing up there I think they're a really talented group. Don't sleep on them. Then you got Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, bye-bye Chad Greenway. Right now you have a number two guy in Emmanuel Lamar. Lamar. And then his backup is Brandon. What? Look for them to draft their weak side linebacker. Um, you get Trey Wayne. I'm a little surprised they didn't pursue a weak side linebacker. You know, like there were several wheels out there on the and you know that hit the uh, free market. They hit the market. I'm surprised they didn't go out and get one. Trey Wing, you got opposite uh, Xavier Rhodes, pretty good one too. You got Captain Marlin in the slot. You got your boy uh, Michael Griffin backing up Harrison Smith. Hey, as long as he's not in Oakland, that's all I care about. Andrew San... Dejo, or how do you say his last name? And then you got Robert Blanton, he's a free agent. Oh, just so you... <laughs> You're going to hate this, dude. Um, a right. little segue real quick. So, Tony Jefferson tweeted out to Vic Tafer Vic Tafer is the... Um, beat man for the San Francisco Chronicle. So Vic Tafer quoted a Kevin Acey tweet and said, uh, take that one off the Raiders back burner. Jefferson actually tweeted at Vic Tafer with two eyeballs, you know, like, ooh, look who noticed. And um, so now all of a sudden uh, Raiders fans are blowing up Tony Jefferson. <laughs> well, right now BJ Rush, you can't retire from football. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Those tackles don't have a very long life, so. was okay for a stretch. You know, starting to scratch your surface essentials, but then injuries became an issue. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you're 360 pounds. You have no heart. Dude, I'm a fat man. I know how this goes. (laughs) It's not healthy when you're fat. Trust me. Ain't no bueno. No, it's uh maybe I mean watch, like watch, he's in a year he's gonna be like just watch, he's in a year he's gonna be like two hundred and seventy five pounds feeling like a million bucks. Ugh This is a depressing group. Is their is their backups for their safeties? You got Michael Griffin, he has probably one year left. Good in them. I like their third string in Antoine Exum. A real like draft pick. I really, yeah. Like yeah I, like I like Exum. I like Um, I like his ability going forward. I think he's got the potential.
1: I like so, Jabari
0: uh, Price going forward? Jabari Price. Yeah. Yep. That's an interesting name too. We'll see going forward. They, I, you know, we'll see. We'll still see if Trey Wayne makes any uh, progress. You know, it's still a little unproven there with Trey Wayne. What I don't, I think they should. I think, I think it's time. Bye bye, Adrian Peterson. Start the rebuild with that offense. Can't hide from hide behind Adrian Peterson not much longer, so instead of one year too late, do a couple one or two years too early. Yeah, I mean we've had this discussion before. I think Adrian Peterson is holding back we both agree, Adrian Peterson holding back Teddy Bridgewater. So Florian yeah. actually brought that up to Mike Themer's attention and then um, it might similar in deep thought. Like during the whole interview. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of intrigued in what's gonna go on there. I think we should skip the whole Blair Walsh and Jeff Lock. For Blair Walls. And this all these death threats on Twitter. You're going to get us on Twitter? What? After the game against the Seahawks, that 27-yarder we missed. Hold on. What? I, that I, <laughs> I feel like I missed, like, a whole segment whatever you're – I feel like I missed, like, a whole subject of whatever it is you were talking about, <laughs> whatever you just said. We could skip over the kickers in there okay. Blair Walsh has already had too much issues. He's already had death threats on Twitter after missing that twenty-seven yarder and the. Oh. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay, now that makes actual sense though. Okay, like I heard something about like kickers and then all of a sudden brr, brr, death threats, and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, I got you. Uh, okay. Yeah. We don't need. We don't need to mention Blair Walsh then. Okay, let's go back to the Lions but let you the not camp lions. Yeah, well, you know, Blair Walsh, Blair Walsh, Blair Walsh. Everybody loves Blair Walsh. So um after we're talking about Blair Walsh, um, should we talk about the Detroit Lions since we're done with Blair Walsh? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well it's probably Blair Walsh lost it for your Cardinals. He lost it for uh, the Vikings, you know. Raiders already signed Darren Bates, or signed sign linebacker Darren Bates. And my the Raiders signed Darren Bates. My first response is who? where did you see that? Uh, Aaron uh, Wilson. Oh, there you go. Here's uh, Oakland Raiders just tweeted it out. They've signed DB underscore five tray. Darren Bates, I um, I don't even know who he is. Neither do I. Well, that's fascinating. All right, time to figure out who the heck Darren Bates is. Um, (laughs) Darren Bates, let's see here. I literally have no idea who this cat is, which is very rare. I at least have, like, an idea usually. He looks like he spent the the time with the Rams. Um, He's only 25. That's about right. We haven't heard someone. He's been in St. Louis. He's definitely a real linebacker type. He's small. He's only 5'11", 225 out of Auburn. Auburn's a special teamer. And that but this does fit what the Raiders are doing with their inside linebackers. They're, they're playing with a lot of undersized inside linebackers.
1: Oh, of by the way, in
0: power. just in case you missed it, the Saints are looking to reunite with Curtis Lawson. Say that again? The Saints are looking to reunite with Curtis Lawson. Oh, well, that makes sense. Everybody needs a thumper. He with a bad defense. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. So, Darren Bates... Okay, so I'm, I'm definitely assuming they're looking at him as a special teamer. Um, so, all, maybe the Raiders aren't going in on Aaron Henderson, and That's what Aaron Henderson would do to his sign. The Raiders did not sign Aaron Henderson. There was talk that they... No, or, not, by, not by the Raiders. I thought he was signed by a team already. I don't know. I saw I guess that. I think he was signed by the Vikings for some reason. But that's mm-hmm. what he came no, The only two teams I heard connected with him were the Raiders and then resigning with the Jets. Yeah, no, with the Jets, I believe. Um, no, there's no news about him being resigned to anybody yet. Okay. I'm spending too much time on the rumor, Melvin. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, that's what happens when you smoke too much pot, dude. No, okay, Rory. Let's go to the oh. Detroit Lions. Hold on, hold on, time off. Uh, okay, yeah, no, he hasn't signed. Say that one more time. Let's go to the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Okay, we'll get back to whatever we were supposedly doing before we got completely sidetracked. That's I think we do. were doing something called a podcast. I'm not really sure. Um so yeah, as we mentioned earlier, Stafford Orlovsky, um uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Safety, Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> uh and then running back position, you got Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick, Zach Renner, George Wynn, nice group. I like it, it's a nice group. Uh Mike Burton is your fullback. Uh tight end uh wide receivers, you got Golden Tate, now across from him, Marvin Jones. Um, don't, I didn't really understand the Marvin Jones contract. Thought it was ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, back up there, you have TJ Jones, Corey Fuller, uh, Corey Washington, Austin Willis, Ryan Spadola, only because it looks like spatula. Um, tight ends, Brandon Pettigrew, the old blocker, of course, uh, Eric Ebron. The most athletic tight end that can't catch a can, the most athletic tight end that can't catch a pass. They oh. just resigned Tim to Wright today. they uh, they signed Tim Wright? Oh, yeah, we're there we're he ended. is. Right, right there. Uh and then Jordan Thompson. Tim Wright's a good shout. That's not a bad idea. Uh even though I don't see him backing up Pedigger as much as I see him backing up Ebron. And then hold on, don't they have I thought the uh, Lions had that. Oh, what was his name? Oh, why can't? Why am I so bad with names lately? Um, his father was a tight end with the Patriots, I believe. Fourier. Poirier, yes. Was he him? They cut him last year. Oh, he okay. The Cardinals, Cardinals cut him. I was upset. Still am. But he's a free agent. Hmm. Okay. You t- oh, I the- okay. Cause I'm surprised. Okay, well, I'm surprised I cut him. Whatever. All right, so then uh, left tackle, you got Riley Reef And yeah. then Laken Tomlinson at left guard, Travis Swanson at center, Larry yeah. Warford, and then Michael Ola at right tackle. Really good group yes. outside of right tackle. Uh, center was an issue last year. I think you got to give Swanson time, though. Swanson was it? done off. you got to give him time. Now as the starter, start back up backup right now. He's a second year. He's, it's going to be his third year. Give him a break. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> Schmuck. Um. <laughs> sorry, moving into defense, one of one of the steals of the draft when I thought they got him, even though he might have been un- no, you know they drafted him. Uh, one of the steals of the draft when they got him was Devin Taylor. I loved that pick when they took him. I was a big Devin Taylor fan in that draft. Uh. Um, so- Tyron Walker as their defensive tackle, Haloti Nada, and then Ziggy Ansah. Of course, backing up the defensive tackles, you had Karan Reed, Kyrie Thornton, Gabe Wright, Carrie Hender, and Stefan Charles. Now, the problem for the Lions is they've got a bunch of free agent backup defensive ends. Uh, one of them, Jason Jones. The other one, Daryl Tapp, and then Corey Wooten. So, a lot of... Uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Let's see what else? They uh, gave a contract extension to, to here Whitehead. Uh backing him up is Kyle Van Noy, Brandon Copeland. Then they have uh Jerry Franklin as their only listed inside linebacker. And then <laughs> next to him being DeAndre Levy, Josh Bynes, and Cassim Green, the man who's fallen way out of favor since the days in Rutgers. Uh, yeah, so I'm reading from uh, other Raiders, people like Scott Baer, that he's specifically signed as a backup linebacker and special teamers, the Darren Bates guy. So, there you go. Um, so, getting in that cornerback group, you got Darius Slay. really Opposite good. him. You got Kevin Lawson. And Actually, then back not He's opposite him, like, well, Andre Davis really he's to opposite him. Well, but isn't he more? He's more the slot man, though. Is well. no. Um, they were, they played in nickel a lot, though. That's the other thing with they played in nickel. Well, I bet you if you look them up, they probably played in nickel three quarters of the time because of all their injuries at the linebacker position. Well, Quandre Diggs is also when If they do have most of this nickel at the bottom, Yeah, that's. But that's what I always thought he played was the the nickel. He plays a little bit of both. Sometimes he plays safety at times to bail out. Uh, not Glover Quinn, but the other guy, James Penn. Uh, yeah, ahead of both. All right, so then you got a uh, do 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 you. Savon Wilson, it's safety, Don Carey, Isaiah Johnson. Uh not related to Isaiah Fee, obviously, because it's just first name, so it's not really possible. Um, then a free safety are Grover Quinn, Raphael Bush, their recent signing, and uh Johnson Batamosi. Raphael Two last seem like you would have been over here. Who does? Edel- Raphael Bush gives the way he plays, it's sort of reminiscent of how the Raiders need a safety. Right. I was interested in Bush, but the fact he's coming off the injury is the problem, I think. Yeah. So, uh. And then getting into the special teams, you got Sam Martin and Matt Prater as the uh, kicker. I don't know. I find the Lions to be extraordinarily boring, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know what it is about that team, but they're kind of getting into the – like kind of where the Titans are, where they're just kind of always boring. There's nothing exciting about them. Um. So it looks like by Aaron Wilson, Martavis Bryant, accepted one-year suspension to begin immediately. Smart thinking. Grand Bay chapter. Aaron Rodgers, Brent Hunley, Ryan Williams. You got. John Toon hasn't re signed. Aaron Rikowski. Which is actually what a great last name, Ripkowski. That's a badass <laughs> last name, actually. Uh, you got. Eddie Lacey. Yeah. And John Crockett. Yeah. John John Crockett, sneaky running back. Watch out for that dude. He's the only running back on that roster. They're going to re-sign James Starks. Yep. But, no, just watch out for for John Crockett. I'm telling you. He was one of my favorite players. He was one of my favorite running backs. What was he coming out of Colorado State? Was John Crockett? It's just more of a Bill question. A question you should ask Bill, not me. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Because um, I can remember. Oh, John Crockett. I'm pretty sure he came out of uh, Colorado State. Uh, let's just shoot. Oh, no, North Dakota State. See, I knew it was green and yellow. So that was the thing. Like, I knew it was like a green and yellow or a green and gold. I just couldn't remember which freaking college it was. But I remember he was a bigger body guy, ran slow. Nobody was that thrilled about him, but I just liked him. I thought it was just a quality running back, Um, so watch out. Um, So in case, uh, you know, fatty Eddie Lacy, you know, he gets too fat again. And the Packers are a deeper wide receiver if Jordan Elkins still up, They just lack speed. They get Jordan Nelson, Devonta Adams, Jeff Dana, Ed Williams, and unsung free agent James Jones. They got Randall Cobb, Jared Appadares, Ty Montgomery, Jamel Johnson. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> David Bakhtiari, Don Barclay, who looks like I think he's going to come back. By the looks of it. Well, I skipped over tight end Richard Rogers, Corliss, Justin Perlio, Ken Kenard- Ackman, and Mitchell Henry. hmm Josh. Uh-huh. Pittman, Taylor Lane, William Campbell, Corey Lindsley, JC Treader, TJ Lane, Josh Walker. I'm not pronouncing that guy below Josh Walker. Matt something. Ryan. I'm not pronouncing Brian is back up last Uh, Vitovich. And then Vince Kowalski. Yeah, I mean, for once, this has to be one of the few seasons I've ever seen where the Packers off at the line isn't completely getting reworked (laughs) or at least feels like there's one position being changed. So good for them. They needed some consistency finally in that off at the line group. finish up that defense? Yeah, we got Josh Boyd, Dayton Jones at uh, one defensive end spot. A little weird, Dayton Jones hasn't stepped up yet, but um, we'll see what long-term is for him. Uh, Of course, B.J. Raji now retired, but Latroy Guillon, he's the starting nose tackle with uh, Christian Ringo. Ooh, great name. Uh, Mike Daniels, Mike Pinnell, B.J. McBride is the other defensive tackle position. I think it's interesting they have it listed as defensive end, nose tackle, D tackle, because they do kind of use Julius Peppers in a 43 look a lot. Well, they use. Um, the the other outside linebacker spot didn't they resign Mike Neal or was that Mike Daniels? Or Mike Neal left. Mike Neal so, left or resigned Mike Daniels. They resigned Mike me. Daniels and Mike Neal left. Okay. So two Mike Faster. <laughs> Um, so Mike Neal's gone so you got Clay Matthews and Ellie, and Jay Elliott uh, inside linebackers Jake Ryan who had a fantastic rookie year Nate Palmer, Joe Thomas um, Ron, and then Joe Clay Tom? Matthews also playing the inside linebacker with Sam Barrington and uh, Carl Bradford backing him up Tim not forget Julius Peppers playing outside linebacker Nick Perry who re-signed on a one year deal I believe and Andy Malumba. Uh, and then sneaking over into the cornerback spots, you have uh, Demarius Randall one starting spot, backed up by Dimitri Goodson. The other one is Sam Shields, Quentin Rollins, Darius Gunther, Daniel Robertson. The weird oh, – well, I'll say the statement after I finish. And then at safety, you got Morgan Burnett, uh Sean Richardson, he's walking, it looks like, but also backed up by Chris Banjo. And then Laughing Dicks, uh backed up by Micah Hyde. Laughing mm-hmm. and... mm-hmm. Laughing Dicks. Haha Clinton Dicks, Laughing Dicks. And it's only made even more plural because, you know, Clinton, like Bill Clinton, he was a dick. So you have laughing dicks because it's all pluralized. That's just wrong, worry well, I'm just, just saying. Wrong. I'm just saying. So, um, but the interesting thing here with I, I think the way they treat their back four, their defensive backs in general, I don't think in many respects there's a lot of there's not as strict an delineation between safeties and corners. So they mix and match them a lot, and the way they trickle in their use of like Clinton Dix and Micah Hyde, and they use them as corners sometimes and. They just move them all over the place in different matchups for different things they want to do. I think it's really interesting. So I don't really – I wouldn't take their defensive backfield depth chart too seriously because, to me, it's cost, they're going to constantly keep it in flux. Okay, Rory, I think that ends the series for today. Um, it looks like um, – We'll have to keep in touch again later. Uh, i got to get my house clean. <laughs> um, so, what can people find in value work? As always, at holistic underscore pickle on Twitter. Um, I did write a piece about Scheme with Bruce Irvin and some of the fun stuff the Raiders can do um, with the three new additions. I wrote that last week, but it hasn't got up on the site yet. So still waiting for that to happen. Um, we will see about what I do this week, but I'll probably have another article written later in the week as well. Otherwise, just hit me up on Twitter. I'm always there. All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. I went a little earlier than normal. Uh, it just so happened you both had a day out. Yeah, exactly. Um, happened to have today off, so I figured, hey, let's get it done early, man, before I go to the gym and try to do all sorts of healthy stuff. Get off my butt. (laughs) All right, Rory. Until next time. All take care. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?